Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. You know what? We should we should make that song available on Spotify because this is a damn good song. Why not? I'm I'm jamming to it every time we play it. I'm like literally bobbing my head, going back and forth. Should make a new one, remix it, remix it, yeah, or just yeah. make it like li- a literal two minute song and just like release it. I'm up for it. Yeah, let's do it. Neil, how was your week? Pretty good week overall. Um, nothing new to to report in the life. Uh, just a busy week all around. Getting closer to uh, the time where I guess you've already started celebrating Christmas because I know yeah we talked about it last. We week. Talked, did you see? I know. Did you see my mom's comments on the uh, on our post that we made? Oh man, she's she, like it's never too early to start celebrating I did, Christmas. I did, Neil. I did see that comment, and I thought that was really funny. They have everything up already. They have. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, like I'm but, the late one in the family because I don't have my tree up yet. I've actually, you know, like I've actually caught some hard times for those comments on on like oh, the, really? the diehard Christmas fans are saying, Neil, just shut the fuck up. You're gonna it have. Is, yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. It is not going. It's not too early for Christmas, and. I stand here and I say, you shut the fuck up. It's too early for Christmas. Literally, I like I said, I can see like other apartments from my apartment like in Toronto and there's a bunch of Christmas trees up already. I'm looking out your window right now and I'm seeing a lot of Christmas decorations still. Yeah. In some right across that's that's got the tree. And up. I'm going to egg that uh, balcony right after I leave here and just okay. yell out, "Fuck you. It's no it's too early for Christmas." Coming from Josh's apartment. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I, how was your week? It was good. I actually had um, a lot happen to me this week. Uh, last night at work, actually, I had a, a fall, um, which, yeah, I was walking up the stairs. Are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine. But if you see, I have a bandage around my finger right now. So you broke a nail. I did not break a nail, Neil. <laughs> I was walking up the stairs. I work in a restaurant. I was walking up the stairs with some water jugs. Um, there was a uh, wet spot on the stairs and I slipped up the stairs and all of these water drugs that I was carrying fell onto the, fell fell onto the stairs and smashed. And then I proceeded to fall on all of the smashed glass. And so I got like glass in my knee. My knee was bleeding. I got like cuts literally all over my hand. Um, but this cut on my finger was super bad. And I was like, oh, I'm, I probably need stitches in this, but like, I just started my shift. I'm just going to wrap it up and I'll see what it looks like at the end of the shift. And uh, that's how I started my shift yesterday. And it, it wasn't like a, a a quiet smash. It was There was a lot of water jugs in my hand and they all smashed. And the entire restaurant came over to check on me. And it was just the worst, the worst thing in the world. Now, did you power through the shift with uh, the damage done to your body? Or did, did you... Um succumb to your injuries no i I powered through i i was closing so i powered through the whole shift yeah um and uh yeah finished the shift sat down and had a beer you heard it here first folks uh josh sanger day-to-day upper and lower body injuries upper and lower body injury Uh, mild strains um i participated in walkthroughs with the team but practice it practicing in a limited fashion today Uh, might be good to go on sunday we'll see we'll see we'll keep Um, you guys posted uh, but uh, some good news in my life. 
Um, I that wasn't your good. Oh, I'm just kidding. That was yeah, good news for you news. because you got to sit here and laugh about it. I'm not laughing. I mean, that's a serious injury, right? I mean, just falling up the stairs in general is not not only very embarrassing, mm-hmm. but also can be chaotic if you're carrying water jugs, as as you see. Yeah, I mean, like I. I, now, I like you're now going to have PTSD walking upstairs. I did have PTSD yesterday walking up the stairs. Like every time after there that I walked up the stairs, I was like looking where I was stepping. I was making sure there wasn't a wet spot there. It was, yeah. But the worst part about it is that like everyone came over, like rushed over. I was the only one on the stairs when I fell. Then everyone came over, rushed over to see if I was okay. Saw all the broken glass. Saw me like picking up myself. It was... Rushing to your... It you was know, rough. Rushing to I mean, everyone was concerned. And then when they realized that I was okay, they like some people started laughing. But that's just the persona I, I, I give off at, uh, at my restaurant. But the good news that I have um, that happened to me this week is that I got booked for a commercial. So I'm hey. also, people don't know this, but I'm also an actor. Commercial, Josh. I got booked for a commercial. I'm on hold for a TV show as Are well. Are you allowed to disclose what the commercial is? I have not signed a non-disclosure agreement yet, um, but I also don't know much about it. The thing with commercials... Is it for Cialis? It is not for Cialis. I can okay. tell you that. All right. <laughs> I can tell you that much. You heard it here first. Not Cialis. Um, but uh, no, th- so the way commercials work when they when they book their, their talent, quote unquote... Um, they'll they'll basically give them as much information as they can without giving them the product information. Yeah. And so the day before the shoot, I still don't know when the shoot is. I know it's next week. They just haven't finalized it. Um, so the day before the shoot, they'll send me a call sheet. And that's when I'll figure out what the commercial is for. I know it's for a truck company. Okay. That's what I know. I just don't know the specifics about, you know, what I'll be saying in this commercial. I don't know what I'll be advertising, um, but I know that it's it's for a truck. And I did have to have a valid driver's license for this. Yeah. So there's a very good chance I have to drive a truck. Wicked. So we'll see. It's cool. We'll see how it goes. I still yeah. think it would have been cooler if it was Cialis. You know, I just... With, with the mustache that you're sporting right now. Yeah. They you know, actually I, they actually want me to, to shave the mustache. I don't, don't take this the wrong way, but I think you, you truly do have a face for Cialis. Like okay. you could I, be... How do I not take that the wrong way, Neil? <laughs> In what way would I take that the wrong... Just saying, would I like, not you, take that the wrong way? I'm just saying, like, the, Cialis does not have a face for the franchise, right? You know, obviously, oh other franchises God. have... Why would there them, be a right? face for Cialis? Why would anyone want to be the face of Cialis? That's not something that you're just rushing to, to audition for. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, hey, nice to meet you. My name is Josh. Oh, you might have recognized me from all those Cialis commercials. Exactly, I'm yeah. the face of the company <laughs> because it is a disease that many people struggle with and including myself. No, no one's rushing to be <laughs> that myself. to be that person. No. Um, but thank you for the the compliment of I would I would make a great. Face I'm here for, for it, Josh. I'm here for it. You have my support. Even if you do make it one day as the face of um, this truck company, I, mm-hmm. I'm behind you 100. Um, percent I would love to be a face of a truck company. I uh, I have something I want to talk about today. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I recently engaged in a conversation uh, earlier this week with someone who. When I when I told them we were doing this podcast and mm-hmm. we this was episode eighty, they were genuinely surprised that I not genuinely surprised, but they were surprised that I I was doing a podcast about sports. And they asked, they're like, "Hey, like, 
what got you into like sports? Like what, what made you want to do a podcast? Like how did you, how did that begin? And I don't think we've ever spoken about how we started a podcast on here. Maybe we have. I think we've, we've touched on it. I don't think we've ever like, but the fact of the matter is, is we, and I'm trying to explain this. Like we shoot, like we're engaged in multiple fantasy leagues Yeah. together. We do basketball, hockey, football, and did we do baseball? I can't remember. Uh, we I don't think we've ever done baseball together. We've been in baseball. We've yeah, been we in have. baseball, yes. Um, so we, uh, again, we're active in many, many um, fantasy redraft leagues. Uh, no dynasties yet. Maybe we'll start one up next year and keep just keep it going. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is Josh and I um, are... We're, we're all we're constantly speaking about sports mm-hmm. you know constantly whether it's talking shit to each other constantly talking shit and like it's it's never personal like it's always in a friendly manner but it's always uh very it's always ongoing yeah it, we're always yeah. talking about sports and like this gives us a platform for us to actually talk about relevant things that happened in the week mm-hmm. um and it dates back to when we were working that's kind of how we we started doing it and we're like, Hey, like, did you see this happen this week? Did you see what you like? What do you think about this? Like, and we more times than not, we found ourselves disagreeing with each other Mm -hmm. and having separate takes on specific topics. And we, like you yourself said, you're like, Hey, like I've always wanted to do a podcast. And I, I'm like, fuck, I've been trying to do a podcast for a little while now. Mm -hmm. We just did it. Um, and here we are, you know, we're just shooting the shit about things that we want to talk about. You know, not everyone agrees with us. Case in point, me thinking Christmas, Christmas conversation, sh- Christmas yeah. conversation. This is not solely a sports only podcast. Like no. we, we talk about things that are talk about life. outside, we talk about life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that conversation where I was approached and like, Hey, like, like you, number one, you, you sound great on a podcast. We both have great podcast voice. Why, voices. thank you, Neil. I believe I do, too. Um, but also, we this gives us an opportunity to just talk about shit that we might not normally talk about, you yeah. know? So... Uh, it feels good to talk about this. It does. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was watching a hockey game the other night where Evander Kane was playing, and this was something it I wanted like to talk about. a terrible hockey game. Evander Kane is actually one of the best players on my fantasy hockey team in what we call a bangers league because hits and blocks are are in the stat categories in our league. And this is where I transition into fantasy hockey talk. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if you saw the play, but he actually had his his wrist slid open. I did. I didn't see it. By a skate? Because I don't care for anything Evander Kane related. But I did hear about it. Evander Kane, before like before he got injured in this game, he was the fourth best player in the league in the rankings that we have, the stat categories. Mm-hmm. Fourth best. He got his wrist slit by a skate. He's now set to miss did the next to have, three to four months. Yeah, he had to have surgery for he it. He had to right? have surgery. He was bleeding profusely. Yeah. Like, it was gushing out of his wrist. It was that bad. Like, his life was threatened by... By there's this. there's been a couple instances of that. He could have bled out on the ice, and like I remember ice. watching that, and like they didn't show everything on TV. Um, they cut off, obviously cut away when they saw the yeah copious to. amount of blood yeah. on the ice. But I exclaimed so loudly that time because I was you know I'm having a good season in fantasy hockey, mm-hmm. and like it just made me think. I was like, okay, this is a person myself caring more for 
the fantasy aspect than the actual human. And I know you're saying fuck that guy because of what he's done in the past yeah. and, and his history. Uh-huh. But here I am. You know, I had him on my fantasy team last year. I have him on my fantasy team this year. He's an integral part of my team. And he's gone for the next four months. And I don't even give a fuck about the human. And that's what I want to talk about today is just like how we put these players on this sort of pedestal and look at them differently as we think of them as like a video game. Do you ever go on to. I know we use Yahoo as a platform, but do you ever go onto the player and read the chats about every, yeah. like the, the forum about every player yeah. and see what people say? It's actually comical. There's like thousands of comments, like yeah. a new comment every second, like talking about these people. And like I did that when, when that happened and for, for obviously like to, to feel better about the situation. Yeah. But I went on there and everyone was saying, rest up King, you'll be back for playoffs. Oh, like, up. Um, yeah, no, I, I do catch myself sometimes like exactly what you're saying, like football, cause a lot of injuries happen in football all the time. And so yeah. when you see a player go down you're like, fuck, that's ruins my chances for the yeah. league. But then you gotta like kind of take a step back and be like, oh, this person, like, like you look at like Trey Lance, for example, I had Trey Lance on my team this year. He had such promise for this season. He was going to blow up the league mm. fantasy wise. And that's why I took him so early in the draft. And then he has a horrible injury. I think it was week two. Week two. Because remember he had that first game where it was a, it was rainy, a rainy game. game. And it was, he played an okay game, but it wasn't like anything special or anything. It was horrible. It was, was a horrible was first horrible. game. It was. It was in the rain, but you, you gave him a pass because of that. Yeah, everyone did. And then the next game, he was it an ankle injury that he had? It was an ankle, yeah. Shattered ankle? I don't know. Like, I can't remember. It was turned the other way. So he, everyone, as soon as they saw it, they're like, oh, he's done for the season. Yeah. He's done. And, you know, when I saw it, because um, I was watching that game specifically, I was like, ah, oh, like literally, like that, that's my fantasy season. Like I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. But then, yeah, you, ha- you have to kind of like catch yourself in that yeah. moment and be like, oh, this is an actual human being who is trying to, this is his first time starting in the league. Yeah. Like he's trying to supplant himself. Yeah. And here here I am talking about how he just ruined my fantasy value. Yeah. A good example of this is Michael Thomas. Um where especially after his last Both injury players are a bit um, on my team this season. I I mean I gave you a fair warning about Michael Thomas. I he's made a glass of late. Um even me saying that like the thing is is this player catches so much flack because mm-hmm. of the Number one, the spotlight that's on him. Number two, the expectation that fans have for this player to perform. And then number three, the fact that they're actually... I truly believe that Michael Thomas is suffering. You know what I mean? Like, he has gone through so many injuries, lower body, legs, ankles. He's had an ankle injury every year. And if you've ever had an ankle injury or if you ever rolled your ankle... It is incredibly easy to roll your ankle again. Yeah, and I, I have. It's like my when ankle. you bite your bite your tongue and you mm-hmm. keep biting your tongue. That's what it's like with rolling your ankle. It's like incredibly easier to, to roll your ankle once you've done it once. And this year he has a toe injury. I don't know much about toes I, or injuries, um, but he has a season-ending injury again. And you have to have surgery on his toe. And they're being really like cryptic with the injury itself. Um, they're just saying like he doesn't have a timetable. He's mm-hmm. resting it up, and then they finally came out and said that he's having surgery on it. Yeah. So I don't really know like even which toe it is. 
yeah um what kind of injury it is like if it's a broken toe like obviously it's more than a broken toe if you have yeah. surgery on it now, i know you just had an injury this week uh or last last night when you fell up the stairs oh yep yep i did have you actually broken a bone before i've broken lots of bones in my life um not in the past like five years but um the worst bone break i ever had i broke my kneecap in half I, um, yeah, I was, it was in the uh, winter time. I was in grade, I want to say grade eight. Um, and yeah, I was like, my friends and I were climbing a tree in the winter. Um, and I like grabbed, like being funny, like I grabbed one of my friend's backpacks and I threw it up the tree, like, oh, look what I'm going to do. And it got caught up in the tree and I was like, shit now i have to go get it because i felt bad yeah and so i climbed the tree um got his bag i was on my way down and i slipped out of the tree and my knee hit a branch on the way down and i kind of like did a 180 in the air and landed on my knee again on the ground oh god it was the most pain i think i've ever been in. all i can picture is peter griffin on the ground holding cl- clenching <sighs> his knee like <laughs> Yeah, for just like that's all I could. I, I'm envisioning right 15 now. Fifteen minutes straight. You yeah. just doing a, a a 180 in the air, just falling on your knee and just clenching your yeah. knee. My knee went. But to your like, knee split, kneecap split in half. I still have the X-rays from it. Yeah, it um it went to like four times its size. How, within like the, what what do they do? Do they put a cast over? I had it? to wear a splint for six weeks. So and it yeah. and it healed itself. That's insane. It healed itself. Yeah, I just had to stay off of it. Um, I had to wear a splint so that I couldn't like my knee or my leg had to be straight. It was the middle of hockey season too. So I was devastated. Um, I actually came back to play earlier than I remember how devastated I was because I was out. It was literally the middle of the hockey season and every morning I didn't sleep with my splint on, but every morning I would wake up and before I put my splint on, my parents didn't know, but I would try walking around my room on my knee to try and see if I could move it. And, um, every morning it got like a little bit better and i was like i think i can i think i can play hockey and i ended up like coming back like five weeks later and playing hockey again so wow because i'm a beast i've uh yeah of late i have i have not broken any bones but when i was younger i was breaking bones left and right like i was reckless i was throwing my body around like i was in the wwf 100 like it was it was insane um I, speaking of the WWF, I literally was getting into brawls all the time. And I broke my wrist, broke my elbow, broke my hand, um, uh, severed badly uh, tendons in my ankle. Um, really? So, not fun. That, um, doesn't, that doesn't sound good. No. Severed tendons. Yeah, it's worse than a broken bone, I'd say. Yeah, because it's that's ling- more pain. Because that's, it lingers. It, it heals, but not fully. It lingers, right? So... It's always going to be tender. Um, but speaking of injuries, uh, the Raptors and the Leafs are both dealing with injuries right now. Yep. Yeah, they are. Notably star players on both teams. Um, Siakam is out for a few weeks. That was a, a rough injury to watch um, because it looked like just something so... Like, it looked like he just slipped on something wet on the floor, kind of like you're walking up the stairs with a bunch of water jugs. Yeah. Um, but it looked like... Doing your best Siakam impression. Doing my best Siakam impression. But... Mm. I, so in the moment you saw him slip and it's just like oh that's embarrassing that he slipped because he had the ball mm-hmm. and he slipped and then they forced a turnover um 
but then you look at the injury afterwards and the way he like his leg just gave out and he like hyperextended his groin it's just like oh wow that's bad and so i knew he was going to be out for an extended period of time and he is multi what are they saying a right couple now? weeks i think yeah. right now but we'll see him i mean it takes a lot to recover from an injury and then get back down track he was playing at a ridiculous MVP level level yeah Hopefully he can come back strong and and show the world what he was doing before. And and on the Leafs side, their star goalie, just Samsonov. Samsonov just injured. Matt Murray's injured too, but Matt Murray is back practicing now. Funny how that works, eh? How yeah. all of a sudden Matt Murray is ahead of schedule on his return immediately when the announcement comes that Samsonov's injured. Well, they put him on the long term IR mm-hmm. um, because they wanted to, you know free up some cap space which happens when you put a player on an ir or long-term ir and then as soon as samsonov's out we're like okay we can't really use this cap space right now let's start bringing matt yeah. murray back from the long-term ir yeah um because you know shalgren's not really playing the greatest yeah um, and he's kind of our only option right now so um we've got matt murray back practicing there's yeah. still no they still haven't said when they're expecting him back but i did pick him up in our league. Um, Matt Murray? Him, yeah, put him right on the IR position. It's bold. So, I mean, like, I have the space. Guy gets right lit now. up every game. Matt Murray. But he's going to be the the guy, you know? I don't know. I'd rather see what we have in Shalgren. Um, you know what? We haven't given Matt Murray a chance. We need to give him a chance, an extended period. This, yeah. this is good for him. I think Samsonov is the starter, though. Needs to be the yeah. starter. Um the way he started out the season uh, is very reminiscent of the way Jack Campbell started out two seasons ago, right? When he took over. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this team. I don't really like the way they've started out. I'm no, not incredibly does. optimistic for the outlook this season because yeah. they're still giving up soft goals. They're still giving up leads. Um, they can't beat the Vegas Golden Knights for the life of them. They never can. They've, they've never, never I don't know I don't I can't remember the last time they've beaten Vegas. They've always had a hard Something time with Vegas. Them, yeah. There's just like Vegas, I don't even know how to describe Vegas as a team. They're just like high powered. They've got a lot of guys that can do damage at any point, but they they they've got a lot of guys that just don't do streaks. Like you know what I mean? This like, has been a, an incredibly weird year for sports in all sports. You got teams like the Utah Jazz in basketball that are the first team to 10 wins that are th- one of the best teams in the league. And they just traded away all of their stars. Yeah. They're supposed to be tanking this season. They're supposed to be tanking and they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah. That's kind of what the Raptors were like a few years ago. If you remember when they traded everyone away, but um, in the NHL, you got teams that are really good that are having a hard time. And teams that are really bad that are having a really good time. Like mm-hmm. Detroit having a good year. Um, Buffalo having a good year. Vegas having a good year. Same thing in the NFL. Jets and the Giants. The Jets beat the Bills. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. The Jets beat the Bills this past week. They did. Jets are for real, man. This, are they? This guy, um, one of their their defensive backs, Sauce Gardner, looks incredible. Oh, yeah. That he's only, true. like, 21, yeah. and he's stopping everyone. Like, quarterbacks aren't even throwing the ball his direction. Because it's either going to be intercepted or defensed. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, I, I've looked more into the Eagles and what they've been doing this season. And they, I, yeah, like you were saying, they're fake good. Because yeah. you look at literally who they beat every single week. Because they're 8 no, and They're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. But I think they're not that good, though. I don't think they're as good as no, everyone No, they're fake thinks. good. Yeah. yeah. Remember, we talked about this. I, yeah. I, I see them as the Steelers, um, who started out 11-0 and a few seasons ago, mm. and look at them, and I was like, yeah, they're fake good. I you just look at don't the know. teams they beat. You look at the injuries that those teams had when they beat easiest them. Easiest schedule thus far. They've had the easiest schedule thus far. They almost lost to the Texans. Like that was a close game. Mm-hmm. So um, the um, the Kansas City Chiefs almost lost to the Tennessee Titans, who have no passing game. Mm-hmm. I don't think any any wide receiver caught a ball in that game. No, I think that's what they were saying. Yeah, that's insane. It's Derrick Henry and no one else. Malik Willis <laughs> was almost the first quarterback drafted the season and looks awful. Mm-hmm. It looks like he doesn't belong in the NFL, which I don't think he does. Not yet, at least. He needs to develop. But Yeah, I mean, like anytime you have a running back with the name Derrick Henry or anyone of the caliber of Derrick Henry, I don't think you necessarily need to throw the ball. Just literally give it to him every single time and you'll probably win the game. See, but... the, thing, the thing about the NFL right now is these franchises are taking on you look at quarterbacks that started it like Michael Vick, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. They're the dynamic two-way play of those players, Josh Allen even. Like it changes the game completely. It makes defenses have to focus on both the run and the pass. It keeps everyone guessing. Keeps everyone guessing. It's hard to predict. Even like Kyler Murray Kyler Murray, again, like that's now the mold of the quarterback, right? You look at Bryce Young, who's coming up, um, or CJ Stroud. Like these are quarterbacks who are going to get drafted in the first round next Mm -hmm. year, who are that type of mold of quarterback. Yeah, that's why Trey Lance had so much promise. Trey Lance, Marcus Mariota. Like there's a new movement in the NFL, you know, and um, that that's just kind of what teams are going after right now, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at Malik Willis and that's kind of why he was drafted, right? It's because of that two-way play. You were talking about Justin Fields before just this, right yeah. before we were about to start. And you're like, can you believe what he's doing? And my answer is, yeah, I can believe it. I just don't actually believe it's sustainable. But this is, this is who he was coming into the NFL. Like he mm-hmm. was part of the new mold of a quarterback. He was drafted really early yeah. and he was supposed to be like, like a Kyler Murray mixed with Patrick Mahomes slash Josh Allen. Like he was that player and he just hasn't been that so far this season. We're now in his second season uh, with Chicago. Like we just haven't seen that at all. And that's just their offense now that we're realizing. And now that they're kind of giving Justin Fields the reins a little bit more, we're seeing what he's doing with it. And he's, he put off, he pulled off a 61 yard run the other day. Let Justin Fields do his thing. He set a quarterback record for rushing in a game. Yeah. Last game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's doing his thing. He is cooking. Uh, do you believe he can keep it up? Do you actually believe in Chicago? Like, are they? Because no, they were they were hanging with Miami this past week. Mm-hmm. That high powered offense. I they could have won the game. I don't believe in any Chicago team. Um, besides maybe the Bulls. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think, um, 2022 bulls. <laughs> yep. No way. Uh, I don't know. DeMar DeRozan looks good. 
they they the thing about the Bulls is that they've got a good team. Yeah. Like on paper, they should be uh, like contending. Yeah. And then they're just not. Yeah, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't yeah. think I think you need more than a mobile quarterback to to make the playoffs and to make a run at the Super Bowl. Um yeah. They just don't they don't have it. But um there's a lot of teams in the NFL right now that do look like they have it. It was very confusing what they did at the deadline, right? Like where they traded away one of their star defensive players and then acquired... And Chubb? Yeah. No, they traded away um, that player they traded to Baltimore. Uh, one of their defensive backs, I forget his name. Mm. Uh, and then they acquired Chase Claypool, right? Like it, Because trading away shows that you're selling mm. and acquiring shows that you're buying mm-hmm. and you're actually serious about making a run so yeah they gave away a second round pick for chase Claypool. they are the epitome of a team that knows how to sit on a fence and knows <laughs> hey we're gonna play both sides here mm-hmm. you know and they are playing both sides they're, i like what they're doing i like how they are aggressive in going after chase claypool as a steelers fan i like what they gave up for chase claypool. yeah that's why you like it the uh, second round pick but hey i mean you got to be aggressive right you got to give this player some tools to succeed and that's what they did in in claypool giving him a dynamic threat down the field um for justin fields to open up some space i think that might have actually helped this past week where chase was always going downfield with mooney yeah cole Komet was up in the slot as like a safety valve like a safety blanket and then justin fields had all of this space to work with right so having actual threats on the field has helped Justin Field uh, Fields open up some space and be able to run. So we'll see what happens. That's fair. That's a good way of yeah. looking at it. Yeah. Now, if only the Giants could take on that sort of mold, right? Yeah. Um, well, this may or may not lead us into our fantasy pickups of the week. Do you want to get into it? Let's get into it. <laughs> this this uh, bandage on my finger is tripping me out because every time I go to press something, I press it with the with the finger because i'm used to doing that yeah and i'm like why isn't this working why isn't this working and uh yeah so i had a stupid moment there uh do you want to start us off yeah i can start us off um i'm gonna go with a pickup of the week here um a player that was probably dropped in some leagues but uh might still be available coming off a buy and it's tight end it's greg dulcich um on Chich, i guess you can say that tight end has been a revolving door of productivity for anyone who's looking for production from that position and this guy all he's done since coming into the league as a rookie is perform and historically russell wilson is like targeting his tight ends yeah um russell wilson is not very good anymore um straight up straight up he's shit um at throwing the ball downfield so he's going to look for Dulcich in open space in the intermediate side of the uh, the field. And I think this is, like, Dulcich has secured a pretty good floor. I think he can get you anywhere from, you know, 6 to 10 catches a game and put up 80 yards, and that's good production. Even if he doesn't get a touchdown, I'm going to take that every day over someone like Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's fair. Um, mine is also a, a tight end. My first pick up here. Um, that's Cole Komet. 
Um, he is, he had a very terrible start to the season, even though he showed a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's just kind of waiting for that breakout game for Cole Komet. I don't think we've seen the breakout game yet, but he's definitely involving himself. And Justin Fields is involving him in the passing game as well, or whatever passing game they do have. But um, he's being used a lot more. Yeah, and they're being successful now, so they're going to continue to use him. So Cole Komet, the tight end for the Chicago Bears. Uh, finally, my this pick could be useful this week, um, pending on if the actual starter sits out. Um, but he's someone who I'm looking at as a long-term uh, value here. And he goes by the name of Dion, but I like to call him Bo Jackson. Dion Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts. Bo Jackson. Dion Bo Jackson. Um, he is the backup to Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has legs of Linguini this year. Um, I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taylor this year. Oh, he is the probably the biggest bust in recent memory yeah. um, for first overall picks. First overall. I know CMC has had that title secured for a few years, but um, Jonathan Taylor could be very well like <laughs> shut down this year um, mm-hmm. if he continues to, to be injured. That, it's looking that way, honestly. It's tank season up in Indy, and they just hired a one of their former centers in Jeff Saturday, who's never coached professionally Anything. anywhere ever. Did you see the clip that went viral again about Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning oh, yeah. coming over and yelling at him? Yeah. Call the fucking play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think tank season is on in Indianapolis. I think that team's going nowhere fast. And Jonathan Taylor could get shut down, which will open up a lot of reps for Dion. And they did just trade away Naheem Hines. So tank season is ahead of us, guys. That is that is very fair. My second pickup and final pickup is uh, one of the wide receivers on the LA Chargers. I, I My pickup last week was another wide receiver on the LA Chargers that just was not involved last week. So this week, um, it's going to be Josh Palmer. Because uh, the stars on the Chargers are just either not coming to play or they're very injured right now in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, so Josh Palmer is the next guy up. Um, he had a, a really good week last week, and it just has shown us and proven to us all that he is the next man up mm-hmm. in this high-powered offense that throws the ball a lot. Um, so it's going to be Austin Eckler and Josh Palmer. Great first name. Um, that is going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 